Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, listeners, and thank you so much for joining Be Free Ministries NC Live. As always, it is such a pleasure to come into your home, into your car, into your office, wherever you may be at this time. It is a pleasure to be able to share the word of the Lord with you. So thank you for joining us tonight. Look, this is, at, well, first of all, let me apologize because I forgot that last Thursday was Thanksgiving Day when I announced we would be on the show the previous week. And so normally I do a Thanksgiving special, but I was traveling Thanksgiving morning to go be with my family, so I totally missed Thursday. And so for those of you who were trying to log on, please forgive me. Accept my humblest apologies for missing the fact that it was a holiday. And so we're on tonight, part three of prayer, an instrument of faith and a weapon of warfare. Oh, my goodness, this series has been so good to me. Like I mentioned last or the week before last, we can never have enough teaching on prayer. We can never have enough of being reminded and being prodded and encouraged and prompted to pray. Hallelujah. God daily perfects us in the area of prayer because we pray daily for our needs, our family's needs, the needs of others through intercession. We are in constant communication with the Lord, and so we are continuing, continually being perfected and being changed and matured as we pray, hallelujah. So God is continuing to um, give us that even exchange of releasing ourselves to him and releasing our issues to him and our weaknesses to him so that we can take on his heart and his nature and his peace and his joy and his patience and long-suffering. So it's a continual exchange of releasing who we are to God so that he can pour more of himself into us. So the topic of prayer is always an important topic and an important topic to receive teaching. Um, And so I'm excited that we are continuing this series. And I don't think we're going to finish this evening, but I will try my – well, actually, I don't have to finish this evening. We can take this on into December. So let's go ahead and dive in and hear what the Lord is saying about prayer, an instrument of faith, and a weapon of warfare. Week before last, we left off with talking about um, how do we pray. And the first bullet under that was uh, through our heart. Number two was mind. And number three, soul. So we stopped with the mind. So we are going to start with our soul. So our soul is a part of us that houses our will and our emotions. Um. The, the the emotional side of us, our, our will, the things that we desire, the things that we want, all of that is housed within our soul. So our soul must be in right relationship with the Lord in order for us to be an instrument of prayer and a warrior in warfare. So we must make sure that our heart, that our soul, excuse me, is pure and holy and cleansed before the Lord, okay? And so one way we come to the Lord, dealing with our emotions, dealing with our will, is confidently. Like sometimes we feel like our request to God is either too big, 
too selfish. Maybe God won't answer it. You know, maybe he will. We have sometimes reservations when we come to the Lord in prayer. But our soul, I mean, we need to be confident in the very depth of our soul. When we come to God in prayer, we must believe that God will answer us. We must believe that as we pray the word of God and the will of God, that God will answer those prayers. So Hebrews 11 and 6 says that we must have faith when we come to God because we must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. We know that Hebrews 11 is our faith scripture, uh, our faith chapter. And so Hebrews 6 tells us plainly, come to God in faith and, and without faith. It's impossible to please God because we must believe that he is and he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. We cannot come to God in fear, in intimidation, in insecurity. We must believe that God is who he says he is and will do what he says he's going to do according to his word. That's why we pray the word of God every bit of our prayers should drip with the word of God because God is his word and his word is God. And so we must use God's word in order to pray so that God will hear us and answer us because he will honor, let me tell you, God will honor his word. You know how people used to say, and they may still say it today, I haven't heard it in a long time, but people used to say, my word is my bond. It's like that with God. God's word is his bond. The Holy Bible is God's word, and that's his bond. We can bank on every word that is in the Bible. We can bank on it. It is true, and God will perform every promise that he has spoken through his word, you know, or in his word, because he spoke his word into existence, and now we have the written word. So every word in the Holy Scriptures, God will perform because he honors his word. He is true to his word. He will perform that which he has spoken through his word. So come confidently to God. Amen. Amen. And so we must come boldly. I mean, I know confidence and boldly is, is uh, similar, but we, uh-oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me back up to confidently. So Hebrews 11 and 6, we must approach God confidently. And then First John chapter 15, verse 14 and 15, it says in the New Living Translation, and we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us talking about God, when we make our request, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. Let me push pause right there. When we ask for things, God is going to answer us when we pray according to his will and his word. Now, if we're praying selfishly or we're praying from our flesh, God is not obligated to answer those requests. But when we pray according to God's word and his will, he is obligated to answer that request. And be mindful that God may not answer it in the way that you think. He's going to answer it according to his timing, according to his plan, according to the destiny that he has placed within us. He's going to answer it according to himself, okay? So I just want you to get that in your head. God is going to answer his prayer or going to answer the prayers that we pray to him 
in his timing, in his way, according to his plan, okay? So he will give us what we ask for. 16, if you see a fellow believer sinning in a way that does not lead to death, you should pray, and God will give that person life. But there is a sin that leads to death, and I am not saying you should pray for those who commit it, okay? So when you see somebody who's sinning, confidently ask God to save them, confidently ask God to give them life, confidently or confidently ask God to renew them, to make them new in Jesus' name so that they can be saved, so that they can be renewed, so that they can be in right relationship with the Lord, okay? So pray confidently. I actually could have left verse 16 off, but that's okay. Verse 14 and 15 were the two that I really wanted to get to. So study that in your prayer time, First John 5th chapter 14 and 15. So go to God confidently. Then we must go to God boldly. So look now, look. We can't go to God wimpy. We can't go to God, as I said earlier, in in intimidation or fear. We must boldly come before the throne of grace, tell God what's on our mind, tell God what's on our heart, plead our case before the Lord, or plead the case of others through intercession. We must be bold. Amen. So when we approach God's throne, we must be bold. Let me get to the amplified version of Hebrews chapter 4, verse 6. I want to read it in the amplified version. And it says, therefore, since the promise remains for some to enter his rest, and those who formerly had the good news preached to them, to enter because of their unbelief, because of their disobedience, it is. But basically that disobedience surrounded their unbelief. So some of the, the children of Israel failed to enter the promised land because they did not believe. They did not believe, and their disbelief led to disobedience. So we must believe that God is, and he is a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. If God said it, he's going to perform it. But sometimes it takes us praying the will of God into existence, praying what we hear God say, praying the word of God into existence so it manifests in this earthly realm. So we must be bold in our prayers, bold asking for God what we need, bold in asking God for what others need, bold, have a strong faith. Prayer, an instrument of faith, work your faith and boldly come before the Lord so that you can have what you, what you want, what you desire. Because, see, the, the children of Israel in this scripture, they didn't enter in because of their unbelief, but they had the good news of entering in. The promise was you will go to Canaan, the promised land. That was a promise. That's I said, but because it took a little while longer than the children of Israel thought it should have taken, they grew in unbelief and they didn't enter into the promise. So that promise that God released was not received or was not fulfilled in the lives of all the Israelites. Okay? So when God releases a promise, he's going to honor his word, but we must walk in faith and believe that God will perform that promise or that God will do what he says he's going to do. Amen? Amen. So we must be bold. Also, um, I want to look at the Canaanite woman. So if you turn with me to Matthew chapter 5, we're going to read verses 28, 21 through 28. 
So I am getting them myself. I didn't type these scriptures down or didn't type them in. And so I'm having to turn there. So I'm turning there with you. Matthew chapter 5, verse 21 through 28. I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation. Let me get there. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. You have heard that our ancestors, Hmm. I don't think I want to read this scripture. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take scripture back because I actually think I wrote oh it's fifteen. I'm sorry, I was about to say I wrote down the wrong scripture, but it's actually Matthew fifteen, chapter twenty one through twenty eight. My mistake on that. Then Jesus left Galilee and went north to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A gentle a Gentile woman who lived there came to him pleading, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. For my daughter is possessed by a demon that torments her severely. But Jesus gave her no reply, not even a word. Then his disciples urged him to send her away. Tell her to go away, they said. She is bothering us with all her begging. Then Jesus said to the woman, I was sent only to help God's lost sheep, the people of Israel. But she came and worshipped him pleading again, Lord, help me. Jesus responded, it isn't right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. She replied, that's true, Lord, but even dogs are allowed to eat the scraps that fall beneath the master's table. That's good, good God Almighty. The woman of God had an answer to Jesus. He said, that's, she said, that's right, God. But even dogs get the scraps from under the master's table. That's good. That, that's, that should make me shout right there. That's good. And verse 28, this is what Jesus said unto her. Dear woman, your faith is great. Your request is granted. And her daughter was instantly here. Let me tell you something. I love that this woman went toe-to-toe with Jesus. She was like, Jesus, you right. You are so right. But even the even the lowly, even the animals have an opportunity to eat from the master's table. So if they get some scraps from the master's table, God, surely, surely you can answer my request for my daughter. And Jesus granted her an answer to her request. Hallelujah. Her daughter was healed that very same moment. Her her daughter was instantly healed. I love it. Look, let me think boldly. She spoke to Jesus boldly because she, her daughter was in need. And she was a mama. She was a mama and she was desperate. She's like, Jesus, you're the only one that can heal my daughter. You're the only one that can set my daughter free. And she went boldly to Jesus. And let me tell you something. She did not take no for an answer. Woo! She did not take no for an answer. Even when Jesus was Silent. In verse 23, he gave no reply. Even when Jesus was silent, the woman still pursued Jesus because she was determined that she was going to get what she needed from the Lord. So we must be bold when we go to God. We must be determined that God will perform the answer or give the answer to our prayer request. God will perform that, that he has promised. He will do it. Hallelujah. So we must be bold. Hallelujah. 
And we must be persistent. We've got to be persistent. Sometimes you might can pray one one time and God will answer. Sometimes it takes laboring in the word in order for God to answer. When you're praying for your unsaved loved ones, let me tell you, that is a labor of love. When you are interceding for people who need to be delivered, for people who need to be saved, for people who need to be healed, it is truly a labor of love. And one time isn't enough. Sometimes it takes uh, some days and some weeks and some months. And for some people, it takes some years just laboring in prayer so that person can be healed, delivered, saved, set free. So we need to be persistent and diligently diligent when we come to Jesus. Amen. So Luke chapter 18, verse 1 through 8, it says, one day Jesus told, this is a New Living Translation, one day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. There was a judge in a certain city. He said, who neither feared God, nor cared about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant request. <laughs> Isn't that like a, like a child? Y'all know whether you have biological children or you've been around children, when children want something, they're going to keep asking and keep asking and keep asking until they get an answer or until they get the answer that they want. They are persistent. They're diligent. They will not stop annoy you, drive you crazy like this woman drove the judge crazy with their constant request, with their constant request, they are persistent. And so Jesus will honor our persistent request. He will honor our diligent request. Do you think the judge honored this woman's request? Yes. He said, I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant request. Verse 6 says, then the Lord said, Jesus said this now, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? He, will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on earth who have faith? So God will reward our prayers with the justice that is needed, with the answer that is needed, with the deliverance that is needed, with the healing that is needed. Whatever is needed, Jesus will answer when we are persistent and diligent. Sometimes we might be driving the Lord crazy, but it's okay. Stay at it until you get the answer to your prayer request. Amen. You're not bugging. You might. I was about to say you're not bugging God. You may bother your husband or your children if they keep hearing you pray the same thing over and over again. I promise you won't be, you won't deter God. He will not uh, uh, 
look at you like you're crazy or he won't uh, reprimand you or he won't think ill of you because you keep persisting in prayer. I think Jesus smiles at us. This is just Stephanie's thoughts. I think Jesus smiles at us when we are persistent in prayer because he recognizes that that persistency means that we are believing him to answer that request. So when we are persistent, when we are diligent, I think God smiles at us. Hallelujah. And sometimes he waits to answer because he wants us to come back to him and ask him all over again. And I believe with all of my being that God performs mighty miracles, that God gives big answers when we are persistent and diligent in prayer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for persistency and diligence in prayer. So next we need to be specific. So I get uh, really tickled when I see married couples together and when I hear them communicating about certain things. And so usually when a wife sends her husband to the store, she has a list. And sometimes she details the items on that list because there are specific things that she wants, and then there are specific brand name items that she wants. So she details it out to make sure that her husband brings back the the requested items or the needed items or the desired items. So God, when we pray specifically, he will answer that specific prayer. If you're praying for the Lord to bless you with a car and there's a particular car you want, call that car, the make, the model, and the color. Call in the year. Call it out. Be as specific as possible. If you are praying for a family member to be healed, what are they what do you what kind of healing do you need? Or excuse me, what kind of healing do they need? Do they need mental healing? Do they need emotional healing? Do they need physical healing? And then what kind of mental healing or physical healing or emotional healing? For example, if it's mental healing that they need, are they suffering from bipolar? Are they suffering from schizophrenia, multiple personalities? Like, be specific with that request. If it's a physical healing, what is it? Is it diabetes? Is it cancer? Is it um, high blood pressure? Is it sickle cell anemia? What is it? God will answer your specific prayer request. <laughs> he will answer specifically if you pray specifically. So be as specific as you possibly can with that prayer. That's why sometimes, you know, some men don't like to go to the doctor, but some women may not go either. But I, it has been my experience that sometimes men, they just don't like to go to the doctor. And um, people in general, well, let me just make it general. Some people don't like to go to the doctor because they don't want to know what's going on, right? So they know that something is going on with, with their body, but they were, they don't want to know what it is because they don't want to hear the word cancer or they don't want to hear the word diabetes or they don't want to hear the word, you know, the words, you know, high blood pressure or high cholesterol, specific things they don't want to hear. So some people just refuse to go to the doctor even though they're feeling bad. But we need to know what's going on with our body. We need to put a name 
to whatever that sickness or illness is because Jesus has a name that is above every name. So if you go to the doctor and find out, okay, well, I have cancer, or they see that there's some some cancer-related things, let me pray because Jesus' name is above cancer. They say, you know, I got schizophrenia. Well, you know what? Jesus' name is above schizophrenia. So I can be healed. I can be delivered. I can be set free because Jesus said that with his stripes, I am healed. So I can apply the word of God to whatever area is needed when I pray specifically, apply the word of God specifically so that God can answer specifically. Amen. Amen. So be, give God as many details as you possibly can. And you may say, well, I have to give God details. God already knows what's going on. He already knows how I feel. He already knows my sister is sick. He already knows that my friend is suffering from this. He does. You're right. God knows. He knows. He knows. He knows. He knows. But he wants you to come to him and ask him for what it is you need, okay? Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 through 11 says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. I'm going to stop right there, verse 7 through 8. I'm going to stop right there. Ask, seek, knock. Keep on asking. Keep on asking. Ask God, bombard heaven with your prayers until the Lord releases the answer. Amen. Amen. And then you have to be willing, willing to be intimate with God because prayer is intimate. Prayer is a time that you are communing with God. It is a time that you're spending time with God communicating with him, getting to know him, letting him get to know you. So you have to be willing to be intimate with God. You have to be willing to let God know your heart. You have to be willing to be vulnerable. You have to be willing to admit your weaknesses. You have to be willing to open up all of yourself to the Lord in prayer. So you have to be willing to be intimate. You have to be in order to be a prayer, in order to be an intercessor, in order for prayer to be an instrument of faith and a weapon of warfare. You've got to get intimate. You've got to be willing to get intimate with the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And so let me get to this next part because this will end our section on prayer as an instrument of faith. And so I want us to think about our position when it comes to prayer, okay? Um, There is a position of kneeling. That's one of the most popular positions. Um, Hold on, let let me look at something here. Give me just a moment. Okay, so this is under the umbrella, how do we pray? So our fifth, that was the spiritual. So when I went over the soul, the um, the heart, the mind, and the soul, that was the spiritual part of how do we pray. This is the physical part. So kneeling indicates our humility. It indicates that we have surrendered ourselves to the Lord. We're willing to bend low. We're willing to get down low to petition heaven for what it is we need or what others need, Okay. 
standing, when we stand in prayer, when I when I do spiritual warfare, I'm going to stand because I'm usually walking and I'm usually spiritually wielding my weapons of warfare. I'm usually moving my hands. I'm usually stomping my feet. I'm usually clapping my hands. I'm usually marching. Just whatever prophetic act or act of warfare that needs to happen at that time, that's what I go forth in. So I, I stand when I do spiritual warfare, unless I'm doing um, – like praying for someone, spiritual warfare, and laying hands on them. Sometimes I'm on the floor with them or on my knees. When I'm praying individually in warfare, oh, I'm going to stand. And standing represents power and authority. So when we have our weapons of warfare in operation through prayer, we must be standing. Well, at least in my in, in my life, I stand so that I can wield my power and authority against the darkness, against the hand of the enemy. Amen? Amen. So standing indicates that power and that authority. Bowing. So bowing is a little bit different from kneeling because when we bow, we're usually on our knees when we're bowing, and then we get a little bit lower. We're not prostrate yet, but we get a little bit lower. Or we could be standing and we're just bent at the waist, bowing before the Lord. That bowing is represents reverence. It represents reverence. Amen. Amen. And lastly, prostrate means total, total surrender. Not to say you're not surrendered in any other position, but when you're on your face, like flat on your face, laying prostrate before the Lord, it is a sign of like total surrender. The Lord, like, Lord, do what you want to do in me right now in the name of Jesus. And then let me release intercession on behalf of others so that you can do what you want to do with those that I'm praying for. Amen. So the physical part of our praying is kneeling, meaning humility, standing, power and authority, bowing, meaning reverence and prostrate, meaning surrender. Amen. Amen. That's all I have time for tonight. So we have finished. It took us three weeks to finish the section on prayer, an instrument of faith. Why do we pray? How do we pray? So next week, the Lord delay his coming. Next week, we are going to get in our section on prayer, a weapon of warfare. I think it's going to take me two weeks to do that as well, but that'll be okay. Amen. Amen. God, we thank you for the teaching tonight. We thank you for your word, that it is true. We thank you that your promises are yea and amen. God, I pray that you will stir up our faith right now in the name of Jesus. God, you said that it is impossible without faith. It is impossible to please you because we must believe that you are and that you are a rewarder of those that diligently seek you. So help us to believe. Help us to have faith. Help us to know that you are God and God alone. Let us know that you are the God who answers our prayer. Hallelujah and help us to stand on your word, God, and pray, hallelujah, so that we can see the answers to our prayer come to fruition, God. Help us to believe. Help us to trust you. Help us to lean on you. Help us to rely on you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Let our faith be activated in an even greater way, God, in the name of Jesus. Remind us that you are a rewarder of those that diligently seek you, that you will answer when we are persistent. You will answer when we are diligent. You will answer when we come boldly. You will answer when we are specific. You will answer when we are confident. You will answer when we are willing to get intimate with you, God. So help us. Help us in our prayer life, God. Strengthen 
our prayer walk in you. Hallelujah. Strengthen our prayer life, Father God. Let our life be a lifestyle of prayer in the name of Jesus. God, help us to always pray. Help us to pray without ceasing. Help us to have a heart, an attitude, a demeanor of prayer, Father, in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you. Pray that this word will sink down into our spirit and minister to us as this week progresses and as the next week comes in. God, we love you. We honor you. Keep us safe. Be with us. And we'll forever give your name all the glory. All the honor and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Look, if you want to know more about Be Free Ministries, visit us on our website at BeFreeMinistriesNC.Weasley.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash BeFreeMinistriesNC. If you have a prayer request, if you have a praise report, if you have a prophetic word that you would like to release to us, email us at BeFreeMinistriesNC at Outlook.com. Look, we love you. We love you at Be Free Ministries. We pray the Lord's blessings upon you as this holiday season comes in. We pray that if you happen to be without family, that you will join in with friends or that coworkers or just have someone to spend time with during this holiday season. We love you so much at Be Free Ministries. We praise the Lord for you. We bless the Lord for you, and we thank God that you are a part of the Be Free Ministries family. So if no one has told you that they love you today, we at Be Free Ministries, we love you, and we pray that you join us next week at 6 o'clock p.m. for the second part of, or actually part four of a prayer, an instrument of faith, and a weapon of warfare. Amen. Amen. Be blessed.